0: Blaine and Mickey Thursday Dang man Lucas yelled hot mics at us As we got started today That's a Oh man like, somebody left me a donut Y'all better get going it, Okay Oh
1: they left a donut right here Who's doing a, Who was sitting right here
0: You need to show people There's like uh-huh. a giant bag of nuts Yeah There's a Anything tent.
1: that's left here And, and is available I, I think I could eat it I just Ron want to make sure I'm not.
0: Ramon was the last person in that chair But that could be Ron Slay From yesterday afternoon I'm not ruling that out Oh really
1: oh. Out. I don't know if I want oh, a donut Okay I guess I'll, I'll taste it
0: one one to ten. And it it
1: tastes. Taste, taste, one to ten. Okay. Well, I give it a eight and a half. Okay. That's still pretty good. That
0: sucker's been there for a minute. Was it?
1: No, like twenty four hours. Okay. It's no different if it was sitting on my counter in my my kitchen. That's true. In a box. <laughs> good. I needed a you know some sugar, man. So if I get lit on here, you'll know why I got a sugar high, sugar rush. Do it, man.
0: Just eat the whole thing and see what happens. I had a friend who was allergic to chocolate who played football in in, in college at Arkansas State, and it made him crazy. So that dude would go get a jumbo Snickers bar from a gas station before every game and eat it before he ran out of the tunnel. And that that dude just attacked people.
1: Yeah, I I believe that. Uh, I I won't mention any names, but there there were some guys who uh, were on medicine and they made sure they didn't take it on Sunday. <laughs> and I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey man, calm down. Uh you may hurt me. <laughs> it's like giving me head buds You said guys, right? Not guy. Yeah, not guys. guys. Yeah, it is, yeah, no doubt. It, it, and it made me aware, like, oh, well, what's going on? Well, why, why is he talking to me like I'm the enemy? <laughs> no. Nope. I'd be like, hey man, get this guy away from me, man. He's, he's playing me. He's scaring me.
0: <laughs> dudes, People have no idea. Dudes would do just whatever it took to get up for a game, wouldn't they? I mean, it, oh, absolutely. just whatever it took mentally, because you've said this before. Yeah. Like somebody was talking about a player one time and said he's not even competitive. And you said, stop right there. You can't get this far if you're not competitive. competitive. Stop that. Yeah. The, the Blaine Bishop. Stop that. So everybody's competitive. But some dudes take it to like whole other levels to find whatever that. Button is, mm-hmm. and, and for some guys, it's probably easier to punch the button. For others, they got to go find ways to do it. Like, don't take their medicine or or, or whatever. Or like that. me,
1: make up stories. Right? Yeah, they, no doubt. Like I'm competing, but you know, there's a whole other level of competing that becomes addictive and contagious on game day that you have to reach to be successful in this league every Sunday, uh, and it's hard. People are like, oh, how's it? Hard? No, it, it's 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 really hard because it's draining. And what your body's going through and your, your mental capacity as far as getting up to the best and the highest level you can week in and week out is really the part that's, that's tough. And so I figured out that I play better if I was mad. And and mad means if somebody did something to me in the game, I, I watched the game halfway through and I go, uh-oh, I look totally different. And it was all because somebody, you know, uh, dove with my knees and could have actually taken out my leg And got me injured. It didn't. So, But after that, I was running around like my pants were on fire. I mean, you could see the difference. Oh, wow. And that that pissed me off that I could see it. And I said, that's how I got to play every time. No coach, nobody. And so I said, what did that? Well, he pissed me off. Well, I need to be pissed off every game. So find a way to do it. Mm Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. Like, you would tell your your position coach? Would you tell, like, Mark
1: Robb? I wouldn't tell nobody. Like, like just find a way to get me pissed off. No. Oh, no, no, it's not their job. It's mine. Okay. I would never go to somebody else and tell them not no coach, not no player. No, so I would come up with my own ways to get pissed off. That's why I would make up stories about somebody robbed my mother or, yeah, you the guy that did this or that. Yeah. Yeah. Or you not going to give up and do the first down on me, so we're not having that. Whatever it was, it was an edge. Whatever it could be. Dirty player. Well, guess what? Guess what you do with a dirty player? You throw the first punch. And the punch is a tackle, a hit, a block. Yep. Nothing outside of the whistle. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would burn me. I would never want to get a penalty. Uh, the call sorry. It's too hard to play defense. So yeah. You ain't giving nobody fifteen yards. Nah. So yeah, that's what you would do. Yeah. And it, it would start the build up would start on Wednesday as everybody knows. Then knows the history of it there. But I was definitely not I think some people have taken it the wrong way. Like, I definitely was not unapproachable or things of that nature. It was just like, hey, I got my mind right. I'm, hey, man, you see what they was doing on film? Yeah, I watched the first downs. Yeah, they. Yeah, you better you double your pads up this week because they not messing around. They coming. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you started to stack it up though
0: during the week. To yeah, get to get like to get to, like, to like that level. Up steps to get to that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a slow gradual because I had to watch film to actually see. Where I was going to pull it from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that it, and that was, and it was only really just to, to force myself to play at the highest level. And, it, you know, oh, you're competing. Guess what? You're competing at practice. Right. Does practice look like a freaking game? Absolutely not. So there is another level. Some guys are playing in games like it's practice. They go, oh, I'm competing. No, 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 not practice competing. Game time. How long did it take you into
0: playing? How long did it take you into your career before you figured that out? Like, this is the way I got to do it to be successful. Is it right early, early on rookie year? You're like, this is the only way I can survive is I got to get to this certain point mentally.
1: Oh, no, it wasn't early. No, it, it was uh, <laughs> well, It was in my rookie year, but it was more so towards the middle to end. Cause that's when I'm. It's revving up that I'm playing a lot. I was playing special teams. I was kind of that dime guy my rookie year, uh, uh, and then uh, it's when I got to be a starter where it really became clear picture. That I better go out there and start hunting instead of being the hunted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's always better to throw that first punch. That's those boxers.
0: <laughs> who was the best guy that you knew who could just flip a switch? who could just, like, Sunday came. Oh, it was a lot of guys. Like, And that guy could just flip the switch. I know you yeah. talked about, what, Dawkins in Philly, where he became Wolverine on game day, like a whole oh, other.
1: Yeah, he, he, yeah, because he was, you know, he, he has a, you know, he was a real, real religious guy. Like, I, I would, I could cuss at practice, like, to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, dang it, buddy, you know. He'd be like, hey, man, you can't do that. I'm like, huh? And you leave Bible scriptures highlighted. yeah man Troy Vincent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Did y'all really take that seriously? This was a practice. I didn't say it to somebody. I was right. saying it to myself, <laughs> like, you know, say dead garment, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know." So I just like, wow, really? <laughs> so mm, I only did it in the games, but uh, so yeah, you know. So those guys, you know, and that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. But he was a special, really special talent. I hadn't seen somebody that give. He could actually play corner. He would have been pretty successful. Really good.
0: And and you say that, and somebody listening might be like, I did that in high school.
1: Yeah, this, you, <laughs> well, I didn't.
0: <laughs> but when you talk about a guy in the NFL who could play two positions, I don't care what they are. Yeah, that's Like, he is. could play corner or safety. That's two – totally different skill sets
1: and the only reason why he probably couldn't have been super successful at it is because he was overly aggressive okay right no he had the foot quickness he had the speed he had the loose hips well the hips he, yeah he yeah, had he had it lie. all he had it all yeah Ooh. and that's why it was it was playing safety was like uh stealing for him yeah he was yeah he was super giving. I got there I was like whoa this guy here is pretty good I knew he was good but when I played with him I go he's real good I mean, he should have actually got defensive player of the year. And my whole stick was to make him believe that he was the best safety in the league when I was there. And he was. I mean, he scored a pump return, interception return, block field goal return, pick up calls, fumble return. I was like, oh, my God. Every game, it was something. I was like, wow, this guy's incredible. How big is he? Oh, he's not. He's 5'11". Okay. Yeah, 5'11", you know, borderline six-feet guy. Okay. Yeah, he's, he was always a guy that had to keep on weight, so he was... Uh, probably one ninety ish up there, close to two hundred. Yeah, but he, not even two hundred. No, he wasn't overly big. Yeah. What did you play at? Oh, I I played about uh, one ninety five. I was about what he was. I okay. just you know he was he was just much more gifted than me. There's no way around it. Even in my best of years, naturally that was my last year, so I wasn't as talented uh, physically. But uh, he. Even in my prime, I couldn't. Uh, yeah, he was a step, he was a little bit better than that. Yeah. And maybe in some areas, but, uh, you know, most areas. <laughs> he was just, he was that good. Well, like that- he can return punts and been in, in, in really good. No, I don't I, I want no parts of returning no punts in, in the NFL. That ball goes way too high, and the guys are coming down like kamikazes. They're trying to actually decapitate you. How
0: crazy are punt returners in the NFL? They have to be crazy. They have to be, no, fearless. Yes. Fearless. I used the wrong word. Not fearless. crazy, fearless. Because like you said, fearless. it's not like the kickoff where you can kind of get a good look at everybody. You're looking up in the air the whole time. Yeah. And then if you take your gaze away, then there's a ball up. Think about Brett Kearns' punts. Ooh. You're going to take a look downfield, then
1: look back up and find one of those things again. Yeah. That may be one of the jobs that I would be capable of doing that I probably would say, I don't care, you can't pay me enough to come back and do this. No, punt return. Because either you're going to (laughs) fumble if you peak or uh, you're going to get waylaid, so, yeah. Well, but when you talk about
0: a guy like Chester Rogers or, or some of these other guys who are trying to make the team and they're working out as a punt returner, you've always said this, you want your punt returner to be a guy like that's how he feeds his family. Yeah. Like, not a guy who's also something else and really good at it. Because he could take or leave punt returning. Like, yeah, I'm just going to fair catch this one. I got to go, you know, I'm going to play receiver for the next series. It's all good. I'm I'm a DB. I'm a starter. Well,
1: well, now you want the flexibility, and that guy has to bring something to the table. Right. He has to be a fifth, sixth guy, you know, that could play receiver and be capable. Right. And, and you know, the train keeps on moving. You can't be just a punt returner now. No. No. Had to be available. That's why I like Chester Rogers. I think he's yeah. a guy that can do that. And he's built that way. He's a short, stockier mm-hmm. guy with lateral quickness and vertical speed. Uh, he's going to cause problems in that slot for a lot of people. Uh, so, yeah, that I, I liked him before he even stepped foot on the field because I knew I saw him with the Colts. Well, and the
0: punt return guy, it's not about straight line speed. It's can you get side to side? Can you be here and then, you know, move three yards this way real quick? It's that whole lateral thing, that that explosiveness. Well, it's
1: lateral initially. So don't get it confused. Then at some point, you got to hit the gap. Right. You got to hit a gap because you want to be able to make a couple guys miss and then you got to hit vertical real quick. All of it is about explosion, which you're addressing, whether it's lateral or vertical. And they have to have great vision, they have to have a running back uh background at some point where they were a quarterback in little leagues because they have a great feel for gaps and intuition on what's about to happen, you know, and you know, manipulating angles uh, of players, setting them up. All of this is going on at the same time, so it has to be something that's just natural. You've done it 50 billion times. Well, who is the kick returner
0: and the punt returner for this team? It's going to be real interesting this year because it feels like both of them are wide open. Now, if you made me guess today who's doing what, I'd say Chester Rogers is probably the punt returner and Darrington Evans is the kick returner. If I had to guess, that's where I pencil yeah. them. But they do need to get more dynamic in that area.
1: Yeah, no, know, I mean, over they the past got to this two or three years, that's kind of been the complaint. But, you know, with the way that they're kicking the balls in the end zone, you don't have to be dynamic to me. You want somebody back there that can take it to the house. Uh, but, you know, it, it doesn't really – I want a guy who can secure the ball, make some guys miss, and then hopefully at some point he gets to break one. Yeah. But it's not going to be a make or break, you know, my season. I, I'd love to have consistency there. You know, sometimes you wish it was could be the same guy. But, you know, usually it's not. The kick returner guy is, is a little bit different, but stockier built. Uh, he sees everything in front of him. He uses kind of a backup running back guy, but it could change. Um, it could be a DB to be honest, if that's what he you know, had on his resume, I had it on my resume in high school. I did both kickoff and punt returns. Uh, when I got to college, I did none, <laughs> and I tried to do them. Trust me, right. I was like, no, I wanted to get that running back out of me. Right. And just say, hey, I got When I get my hands on a bomb, no. Nope. Were you a farting a skillet like Mike Eckler prefers? That, yeah. That's exactly how I was, and and I probably uh, and I did not scare anybody when I farted. Okay. They, they, were still, they, were, they were still gluing to me, so for whatever I was doing, they must have liked the way my fart smelled. <laughs> a small skillet. They <laughs> we were all in there with you together.
0: Uh, we're about to get in a skillet with Matt Jones from Kentucky Sports Radio, and I guarantee you he will say things that will make you feel certain ways. He always does when he's on Talking Kentucky next, Matt Jones. Blaine and Mickey, 1045 the zone. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're on uh the phone. You can call us on the Mark Spain Hot uh Real Estate. Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, he said. Uh Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, 6157371045. Matt Jones is reaching out to us there in just a minute here from Kentucky Sports Radio. You can also catch us on Zone TV uh, and you can join the discussion there. Lonzo says, Good afternoon, fam. Ron Slay got to the bottom of the donut discussion. He said, It's not mine. Morning crew left the donuts. Oh Mount yeah, yeah, once said, again stepped into the discussion.
1: Oh well yeah, they said they said you get more than welcome. That's why I was left here. So they said, Yeah, you're more than welcome to have the leftovers. <laughs> it was good too, man. So if I start acting cuckoo with all the sugar rush here, man, you'll know the reason why. If I start talking to, you know, that, you know, poster over there, that's Coach Mac on there, you know, then something's wrong.
0: That means you've had too many donuts, yeah. I think is what that'd rather they only had one though, man. Oh man, I could go for a couple more of those. How hard is it? People say it's hard to eat just one potato chip. It's hard to eat just one
1: donut. Like, what are oh, we doing is, here? Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have multiple. If I'm yeah. having any, I'm having many.
1: Yeah, That's I started eating some go. chips yesterday. I and mean, it just kind of next thing I know, I was, half the bag was gone. I said, oh, no, this is not popcorn.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's the same. I mean, it works just fine. Oh, man. Everything in moderation, right? Just don't
1: eat, you know, three bags a day or something. No, well, a whole bag. You know, I like my stuff spicy. I like anything hot. Hot corn chips, hot potato chips, anything hot. Or- hot popcorn. Are you fine- have you
0: ever put hot sauce on popcorn? I have not. Oh. I'm not a hot sauce guy. I don't mind stuff I, being I, I, hot. I don't like the taste of hot sauce. I don't like vinegar. Oh. It tastes vinegary. I, I just can't get down with
1: that. Oh, okay. So you would never be uh, caught eating uh, vinegar oil for morning. or Or, <laughs> or even like hot wings. What? It, it's that vinegar
0: it's that orange it's tabasco oh. sauce I, I i just can't oh, i can't man. do it now, i can eat hot food but i don't like hot sauce i don't or like hot wings whatever that whatever that configuration of things is i it, it just tastes and i got dragged on twitter all day yesterday cuz i said i didn't like watermelon so here we go again
1: oh man no hot wings by by the mixture
0: i mean i'll eat barbecue wings or other things but not just like hot. buffalo wings buffalo sauce that's what i don't like no uh, buffalo sauce.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Moderation, though. I'm with you. But I I still like that hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I, should
0: have been your controversial food opinion yesterday.
1: I think the watermelon
0: thing turned out to be way more controversial. Again, I uh, should have Matt Jones here in a second. I think the watermelon thing is way more controversial than that. I mean, I know other people who don't necessarily like hot sauce, but that, boy, the watermelon thing. I'm, I woke up this morning and still had some people tell me how dumb I was. They're both controversial.
1: I I like spice. My stomach may not, but I definitely do. I definitely do. Yeah, yeah. actually, I had barbecue uh, yesterday for dinner. Barbecue, brisket, sausage. You know, I got one of those, you know, platters. Did your insurance
0: insurance guy make it or did you get it from
1: somewhere else? No, I got it from somewhere else. Mm -mm. Got it somewhere else. Yeah, brought it home to go for the wifey. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, hey, sometimes you got to splurge. <laughs> I mean, come on. You're trying to do something nice. Yeah. Ooh, man. Pork and beans.
0: All right. This is this is quite a ramp up here. Lucas what, what, still for talking. Matt Jones? Yeah. I, know, I, I don't know what's going on. Lucas has uh, had trouble getting him. So when oh, okay. we do get him, we'll talk about Kentucky this year. Obviously, they got to find a quarterback. We'll talk
1: about that. uh." And are they're gonna give uh Tennessee a break, and you know let' them win <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that's that's that in the old miss game, I mean yeah, naturally the pick game too, but in the s e c man they u t's gotta find a way to pull those off they have to they have to to feel just as a fan like oh, yes we we we're somewhat back we're beating. The people we're supposed to beat.
0: I just wonder, and and, and and just roll with me here. Yes, because for decades, you're always supposed to beat Vanderbilt, Kentucky, South Carolina, right? You're mm-hmm. supposed to beat them. With the way things have changed, and Stoops has had Kentucky on a, on a different level than they've been in years, if I'm a Kentucky fan, I'm thinking, we're supposed to beat you. You know, they've had trouble against Vanderbilt over the last few years. Yeah. Now, last year they beat the 37 guys or whatever that Vandy sent out there pretty handily at the end of the COVID season. But I've seen a lot of smack talk coming from Vandy fans back towards Tennessee fans. So, I mean, you got Missouri, you know, for the longest time, well, as long as they've been in the conference, I'm sure Tennessee fans think, okay, we need to beat those guys. Yeah, you well, guys they beat
1: them last year. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Got South Carolina and you think you got them
1: at home. You think, okay, you got to win this game. Hey, look at this schedule. I really believe they can win six games. I mean, Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, South Alabama, and Vanderbilt. That's four right there. Yep. Then you say, okay, you got South Carolina. I, I think you got to get that one. That's five. Yeah. At, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And at so home. then you, it doesn't even matter, really. South Carolina. I mean, they should be able to beat them. And then you got, okay, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Missouri. You got to find a way to maybe win two of those. Then I could put you at seven, but if you don't, you at least can win one of those three. So I put you at six. And I know you're talking about the Georgia-Alabama. You know the teams that in you know, Florida, you know that's a rivalry. So to a certain extent, so you never know what happened, but it's at Florida though. So,
0: so the media poll in the East says Georgia, Florida, then Kentucky third, then Missouri, Tennessee, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt.
1: I think Tennessee is going to be better. I just think. Uh, the league is going to have to adapt that first year to the you know the fast pace of the the offense that they're putting up there. It take you can't duplicate that in practice. They can talk about all they want to in film and everything else. I think it's going to give them a little bit of edge, and then you know what next thing you know teams are going to have to catch back up. So it's going to catch either Ole Miss, Missouri, or Kentucky, and that's where you're going to get that six win out of one of those three. And you may be able to pull off you know one, it depends on what kind of Role you get into as far as, you know, confidence, how things are going with the quarterback, no major injuries, because they're going to have to outscore people. I, I don't know. You know, we don't know much about what they're going to be doing on defense, really, even what scheme they're going to be playing. Uh So until we see it in the works, I, I think. Um, and there's no pressure. And there's always pressure in the SEC. Right. But the expectations are, man, if you finish 6-6, six and six, that's awesome. Oh, six and six. I, yes. So I, I, I would think look at hype on you, say so, you got to go so in, in the right what, direction. You play looser as yeah. a player. Because guess what? You have nothing to lose. It it can't get any worse than it's been. So yeah. I so I yeah, I think they're gonna be all right. I think hype is gonna do a good job and I I think they're gonna do i I I think they're gonna win six games. I'm putting it out. I think they're gonna win six games. Well, I, I really believe that. Looking at their their schedule tells me that. They have to.
0: I, no I, I'm in on the six with you as well. I'm in on that. Uh, while we wait on Matt Jones, we're efforting him. Tommy from Nashville has called in and wants to talk about the Vols. Tommy, thanks for calling, man. How you doing?
2: I'm all right. Uh, Blaine, yes, apparently sir. you didn't watch the UT spring game. <laughs> if, we beat anybody, if we beat anybody, we're going to have to outscore them, score them. Because mm-hmm. that defense, oh, you know, I, I think it could be – worse than last year uh i hope i'm wrong but uh it it looked really bad in the spring game as far as i'm concerned there's no speed uh the offense and i think i think our coach is going to do a great job but i just think for right now we didn't have much to work with because it just they seem like they didn't have any team speed and and uh I definitely hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right about – I'd take 6-6, six and
1: six, absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I, that's what I'm saying, 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, Tommy, thank you and for I, the call. And no, no question the offense is ahead of the defense. It's because it's an offense-led team by the head coach. Uh, that doesn't mean that the defense can't gain confidence and grow and get better as the season goes along. That's why I said they're going to have to outscore people and get people on their heels uh, early in games and that no huddle fast. I mean, when you watch the spring game, they were snapping the ball within like 12 seconds. When the ball said, man, that is fast. That's and you like, were there. So yeah, for people I was to there. wonder, yeah, you, I you saw it with your own eyes. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Matter of fact, you already have to know what, you know, coverage you're going to be in defense you're running really before. It's not enough time. Right. So I think they were using, like, boards as telling everybody what to do. I couldn't see the board. But, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I think that's going to get some people. I, I really do early. Uh, and you don't know it. They can say, oh, early. Well, I'm talking about early in games. Mm-hmm. Because you think you're practicing going against warp speed, but they were going hyper-warp speed. It was, okay, the defense wasn't getting lined up, and that's how they were beating them deep. It right. wasn't like, like they were running something extensive, right. like all, some real complex offense. It wasn't that. Guys were just running a straight line, running by guys because they weren't set and ready to go, and then boom, next you know the guy's up in his face, and he's bound. I mean, you know, the the one guy is the guy who owns his own company. He caught like, two or three touchdowns. <laughs> Do we think have they mentioned his name as a player that's no. going to be playing in this this year? No, no, no he only no. got mentioned for owning his own company. Right, he, he had a hundred some yards in the spring game. Oh, they man. haven't mentioned that he's going to be an impactful player. Okay, so that shows you that you know if you want to, I don't, I want to call it finesse trickery, but it's you know beating them somebody to the punch. And until you get lined up, then beat us. Then that's what we're going to do. Then run right down your throat if you try to play deep coverages. So I, I just. Yeah, I just believe that they're gonna they're gonna win six games. Is the defense gonna be? Good? It doesn't really matter because guess what? You want to entice the fans to be there, mm-hmm. and if they're there and they want to see excitement, and you win forty to thirty eight, don't it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You won. You won, and it was exciting to watch. And I think it will be. I think it will be. It it's funny. I think the defense is going to be better than people think,
3: though. Well, I mean, because
1: you, you, you can only think the worst right now, right? But. The, <laughs> Now, the style of defense that you play, it'll be interesting. And you've been kind of hitting on it too, you know, uh, all this time about do you you run a blitzing style defense or do you play a cover two, four style defense? What's gonna be your base principle? Do you run a three four, four three? You know, hybrid, five two, two four, whatever, you know, all these guys are running with the, you know, extra defensive back. So you I just don't know. Then they won't tell us. Because they've asked that question multiple times to uh the DC uh, banks. And he says, hey, we're going to be multiple. Multiple,
0: multiple. The M word. Have you ever multiple. heard the word multiple so much before the last few years? I mean, even the people were multiple, they didn't go around saying it in every press conference.
1: Nah. I just think it is with the way the game is going. That's just uh, a terminology where you can say you're, you can still be playing a linebacker even if you're playing a DB. It's still all the same. It's just that you're going to do something differently in those, you know, packages. So, yeah, now not as much as you hear it now, but you see it. That's that's what everybody's going to go to now. Because everybody's throwing the ball around the yard. It's three receivers all the time. Yeah. All the time. And well, when I mean,
0: you talk about having an extra DB or not, the SEC's, uh, think about how many points, I, and nobody scores like Alabama has been scoring, but everybody scores a ton of points. Oh, yeah. Ole Miss.
1: Well, oh my that's gosh. the game. They, they play that at home. Old Lane Kiffin. Yep. I'm coming home.
0: Yep. He's coming home. But would can there, they win that game? Would can there, they outscore him? With their defense, though, I'm just talking about Ole Miss.
1: Would well, that they, was last year's defense. Well, they got a new D.C., I think, or some new players.
0: Would they have <laughs> at least maybe a little bit better understanding because they go against Lane Kiffin's off, offense every day in practice? I know it's different than Hyples, not as right. fast probably, but maybe some similar principles. They uh, want to get to
1: the next play, get things going. I think it would help them out over other teams, yes. Yeah. yeah. But it still won't be the same nobody can really do it you know unless they're doing it right now independent they wouldn't be doing it so soon but yeah you're right and they they're going into their second year so they'll be a little more polished on offense they know who their guys are you know they got a great quarterback yeah. uh you know Tennessee is still trying to figure out who that guy is and i think everybody knows i know it's, you it's always
0: Milton. i you you I, you should just wink when you say that cuz you've said for a long time they went and got their guy they got their guy nobody
1: else After on the roster spring ball, they right. figured out that ah, these eyes little hit or miss here. They're a little inconsistent there. Will they be good backups? Absolutely. Milton is really going to have to uh, crap in his pants to really not be the guy. And that doesn't mean that the first game they play in Bowling Green, Mac action, that they don't play multiple guys uh, because they get up, you would assume, uh, SEC team versus a Mac school. So, um, yeah, hey, I don't see it any other way. Why did you do all that? I mean, <laughs> if not, then he's entering the portal. He hadn't even played it now. Like, what did I come here for? You told me I would be competing to start. Because nobody should be promising anybody a job and say, hey, you'll have a great opportunity here. You'll be able to compete for playing time. If
0: I came out of the spring, or if, my, if I came out of the spring, and they said, hey, man, um, I want you to meet Joe Milton. He just got here from Michigan. This is a transfer. And I looked at this dude and I looked at the coaches and I thought, wait a second, we've all been here. You've seen what we can all, all can do. And then you still go get this guy. I'd be like, uh, what's the number for the transfer portal again? Cause I got to get somewhere for fall camp so I can compete to stop, to start there. If if that's what, if I ever felt like I was going to leave, like that would seem like a good time to go. <laughs> so you can identify the next place and go ahead and get there. Cause you think about it. If Maurer says that, ah, I know he hasn't hit the portal yet, but he hasn't practiced in two days. I mean, he's not going to go anywhere and have a chance to do anything now. He has no just shot. The, so so shot, basically,
1: the shot. they they lied and manipulated young men when they knew what they were going to do, and, and they should have told one of the guys, at least one, that, hey, man, it's probably time for you to go somewhere else. Once they got Joe Milton, and I ain't saying like now. I'm talking about once he got there, you, you they could have had like two months to at least – Go somewhere else and then learn the playbook and have a chance to actually compete to start at yeah. whatever level in what school. Could have been an FCS school. It didn't. It didn't matter. It's just, yeah. I don't think they were uh, honest. You know, at some point when this continues to happen like this now with the transfer portal and all this, you know, social media and everything, some some players are going to start calling coaches out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what's going to happen because they, they're going to call the BS. Yeah, these these kids are much more you know smarter than. Uh and uh they understand what's going on. Hey man, you, you signed a highly recruited guy and you bring him after spring ball. And oh, by the way, y'all been helping him learn the playbook when we're not practicing? What? Well, it doesn't sound like you like any of us then. Yeah. That's how I'd be looking at it. So you gotta read the tea leaves. Here, here's what I always say. It's what I say to my son. Forget what people say. Their actions speak for them and louder. Their actions. When they signed Milton, their action was telling all three of those guys, eh, and, they don't, don't, and people who come here and talk, oh, you just need to compete. No, no. This, dumb, dumb. No, 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 no. We're not good enough. And see, they should be honest and say, hey, you're not quite there. We want to see some more consistency. Is why we brought in Joe Milton. Right. Yeah, and see how they like that when you tell them the truth. Because most of the coaches aren't doing that. They're going to finesse, finagle, talk around it. Yeah. And, and you know, Mowers like, and see, Mowers played. And he played as a freshman, so he got a little tease. Then his second year, he played a little bit. Then, you know, he got injured a lot. So you go, I've had a taste of it. I know I can play in this league. Whether he's consistent or not, he knows he can play in this league. Yeah, uh, You know, you know, the crowd favor is always going to be Harrison Bailey. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as Milton throws an interception, it's going that way. It's going to go – they're going to call for the next guy. Or a loss when a quarterback didn't play so well.
0: Well, And they they played some of these early season games real close in recent years. And then they lost to Georgia State. And I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen again.
1: Which should never happen. It should never happen.
0: You should never – They I,
1: took you, it to him too.
0: They did. But you've got to – I mean – you were talking about this. when You, you should blow out those, yeah, you know, those Tennessee Tech. They're going to blow out. Those check games. Right, check games. Check games, yeah. you should blow them out. And and everybody should be in in the fourth quarter and halfway through the third, and you should be playing guys and letting guys just soak up as many reps as they can. But if you remember, there were games in the past, like the end of the Butch era and end of the Prude era, where they would either lose the game or it's the fourth quarter and they're still trying they're, to win those games. Winning. The starters yeah. are still out there.
1: I, I really don't believe that. I mean, the Bowling Green and the Tennessee Tech, I think they're going to win those games. Uh, Pittsburgh would make me really nervous. They always have a really good team, especially on the defensive side. Yeah, Coach Bates, he was actually my coach at St. Joseph's. He's my defensive coordinator at St. Joseph's College. Yeah, Coach Bates, he's still there doing his thing. We
0: got Scott and Beth Page. He wants to do his thing next. Scott, it's a quick break. Hold on. We'll get to you on the other side on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. You want to weigh in on any of this, join the discussion, and uh, feel free to hit Matt Jones up on Twitter and say, hey, man, thanks. Thanks for standing us up. He was confirmed. That rascal!
1: Oh, oh! Wait yeah. till I get him. You know he's gonna try to come on tomorrow with it. Hey, my guy, guy, yeah, yeah. Nah. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Your couch is on fire right now. <laughs> Go check your house,
0: Scott. You don't need to check your house. You'll be up next. Blaine and Mickey, one zero four five, the zone. Blaine and Mickey one oh four five the zone. This song I, I, I want to say it's Brian Harson, the coach. If you're an Auburn fan, get used to this song. I think Hars is big on this song. Yeah. Seems like I remember it playing like eight thousand times during the eleven months he was in Jonesboro.
1: I like this. I hear this is this this is like something I would listen to before a little inkling before the game. Really? A little Phil Collins, huh? Yeah.
0: In the air tonight with the hitman. I like uh-huh. it. Uh huh. Yeah. having some discussion we just put up a tweet by the way i appreciate uh, you guys giving us a follow we've had a bunch of new followers lately at blaine and mickey on twitter number one titans fan said blaine have you tried these it's a bag of miss vicky's jalapeno chips i've actually had those i like those Uh, no i haven't had those they're like those kettle chips real crunchy jalapenos oh yeah they're good okay i'm gonna try that no doubt they're, They're good. Oh, I, say, sure I somebody your... called Bucks today and said I say no doubt too much, and I just said no doubt those are good chips.
1: Oh, you did? Oh, just, I'm oh, on brand. What, oh, did they? They say what I say all the time. Now, also, say?
0: apparently, also no doubt. Oh, that's our thing. Oh. So we should just have all bunk music from the band. No oh. doubt, we'll stay on brand.
1: Well, I'm sure I probably do say that on occasion, depending on uh, if we agree or not. Right.
0: When you don't you don't say that. Yeah. You tell me why you disagree.
1: Yeah. No doubt.
0: <laughs> hey, no doubt. We got to go to the phone. Scott and Beth Page was kind enough to hold to the break. Scott, thanks for jumping in the discussion on Blaine and Mickey.
3: Hey guys. Um yeah, he was I listened to the show and he was pretty hard on y'all for saying no doubt, so obviously it's time to Start up a segment called the No Doubt segment. Oh, anyway, good idea.
0: Um, hey Scott, here's all I would oh. have to say to anybody who called and said what we said all during our show. Do you know what that is? I would say thank you I, for listening. No, well, I would say thank, thank you, you for, for listening because how would you know what we say if you don't listen? Yeah. So you can t- you can count no doubts all day. Just keep listening. So,
3: oh, count count no doubts. Yeah. that's right. Yeah, that, we we all need we all need more to do if we're counting no doubts. Yeah. But anyway, no. Doubt. All right, I'm gonna. Blaine, I do not to be too hard on you because I can't. I wasn't sure if I heard it, heard it all in context because I had to get out of my vehicle. Okay. So, did you say that? Did you mention or suggest that they, they might have manipulated Mauer to stay?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and,
3: and probably. Up with camp? Did I did I miss that? I, I want to make sure I'm well, right. Well, when I, I say, start, when I say when I say manipulated, you know? and it's
1: not just Mauer; it's all of them because your actions told us that you sound. Milton, you brought him in after you watched this all through spring ball. So, yeah, they manipulated right, okay, well, all of them. Get, because you should I be asking that. the question, um, why did we bring in another quarterback? Now, by the way, we're not even going to mention the, the quarterbacks that sort are of walk-ons that are still either there, too, as well.
3: Right, and I get that. But here's the thing about Bailey and Mowell. They both have plenty of opportunities to take that job. And, I mean, they, they could have not only taken the job, they could have taken it they could have taken it to the bank and cashed it and got a hell of a return. They had multiple opportunities to be the guy. Now, what instead of the coaches having to set them down and say, hey, you need to go somewhere else or let's look at the portal, let's look at what's best for you, I think the, the players, it needs to be on them a little bit and their families to figure out, hey, I've not taken the reins of this thing yet. Man, I, maybe I need to start looking at what's a better fit for me. So well, I, mean, we, I think we, they both we, have plenty of opportunities, and I don't think it's the coach's job to sit them down and, and say, "Okay, it's time for you to go." Uh, you know, let them be men and figure it out for themselves. In some instances, but now no. I'm not cracking on my. I, I love the kid. I hope I hope good things for him, and I would never do I would never do or say anything to to degrade him because of his especially of his mental issues and all that. But it it really is up to the kid and their family sometimes to say, hey, this is not a fit for me. And he had plenty of opportunities. Right, right, right. Hold on, hold on. He had a chance chance to roll up Alabama and he could not stay on the field. He couldn't stay stay healthy. And then when he got better and was healthy, he could not take over. Okay, I'm going to say this for all the guys.
1: Hold on for one second, though. Listen to this and and tell me what you would do. That was with another staff. What you did with another – this is me as Hypo. That was with another staff what you did. You have to prove it here first. We, you have a new opportunity here to be the starting quarterback. Everybody's going to get a fair shot. So show me what you can do in the spring, and you'll get your fair shot. This is what I say when I, when I mean by manipulating. This is what what's probably said to all of them. All of them. It had nothing to do with the previous staff. This is why players leave schools, because the staff backed them. So new staff comes in. Who did they bring in? They're bringing in their
3: guy. See, so, my family, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on my family and counsel with anybody else that's not not directly related to the coaching staff, and I'm gonna say, Okay, they've done this. This coach is not a defensive guy. He's a quarterback coach. He knows good mm-hmm. quarterback and he knows what's gonna quit him. I would have taken the cue and got out of dodge before fall camp started. And I agree, I that's just, what I said. I can see your side of it. I do see your side of it. I just I don't think I don't think Heifel is manipulating them as much as maybe he's letting them hopefully he's letting them be men and try to figure it out for themselves in some instances but that would have been a big red flag to me as well bringing him in on day one obviously i would have have exited i would have have been an exodus right and that's all i was trying
1: to say yeah that's all i was trying to say as soon as they signed milton they saw you guys all during the spring obviously you didn't cut the snuff see that's it the actions tell you what the coaches were actually thinking and some somebody be like, no, no, still there, compete. The com- competition was over.
3: I got to listen to the show and listen to Matt Jones, so I can I can least punk on y'all for that, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we tried
3: to give it. We don't know where he is. He, going yeah, he said he's, he's doing this a-
1: tomorrow, though. Oh,
0: oh
1: crazy, Scott,
0: thank you for the call, man. Oh, man, I'm
1: going to put that old uh, fist on my hand over there for him tomorrow. And it's blue, by the way, too. Well, Kentucky blue. And,
0: and I understand all of Scott's points, but I'll say this, too. No, work. I
1: completely actually agree with them. but there's it, a point in time you go, uh, I showed you everything in spring until all the three quarterbacks that were competing to the start. Then you bring in a fourth guy, and it wasn't to compete. It, th- there's no kind. Con- he was rotating with the ones immediately when they started practice. And Ultimately,
0: what he said was he agreed with what you said. He was just like, hey, man, read the handwriting on the wall and get the heck out, out of there. there. Before, right. Leave after the spring and go find
1: your job they to compete for the ball. They could have two months to be somewhere, somewhere else right else, now. Learn
0: the whole system. Here's the other thing, and I'll just say this. It's a part of this deal that nobody talks about. And he said, I talked to my family and my. Some of these kids don't have anybody to give
1: them. good well, And advice. that's why I use the word manipulate, because they know this. They know this. Most of the families aren't going to be that, that good at <laughs> extrapolating what actually is really going on. They're believing what you tell them. Oh, man, he's doing a great job. Yeah, he's running with the threes, though. Right. Well, how great of a job is he actually doing? Right. He's running with the threes, coach. And we have well, two kids who are good. homeless, like one who had not seen her
0: mom in years and her dad was in jail. Where's she going to get? Who, who's going to tell her, you know, who in the world is going to help that kid make a decision?
1: So it's a fine line when you're in that coach's spot, because you don't know for sure if Milton's going to come in and be the dude you think he can be. So you're trying to cover your behind by making sure you tell him, hey, we're going to compete and we'll see how it goes during the fall camp. you did a pretty good job in your mind. You thought you did a pretty good job. Right. Thought you did a pretty good job. Obviously, the coaches didn't think so. Man, like and I you. said this when they immediately signed Milton. Nobody was like, oh, no, it doesn't mean that. I think there's a lot of uh, patting on the back going on down there and happy-go-lucky and being all positive. So I can't wait to ask Doug Matthews about this. Oh, we're having a great time at practice. Football is hard. I mean hard. Especially right now when it's ninety something degrees out there. Everything ain't supposed to be hooky dory. And this is all my buddy. When you snap that trend, sap, it's time to go to work. Let's let's go to work. And that sometime work ain't fun. No it, it's not fun. Well, we got to go to work for a
0: whole nother hour. Hour two of Blaine and Mickey coming up, including Doug Matthews. We got we've been talking Tennessee on the show. We'll just keep it up. You want to join the discussion? Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, 615-737-1045, or, or keep the conversation going on Twitter at Blaine and Mickey.